Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 72, about the books that take place in Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Christina. And I'm Tanya. This week, we are sponsored by Bookshop. Bookshop is an online bookstore that allows you to shop both your local bookstore and bookshops across the country. We use Bookshop to compile our favorite road trip resources, fun beach reads, or classic favorites. It's easy to use, and each purchase supports the bookstore you choose. Or, if you don't choose a bookstore, proceeds are divided among hundreds of bookstores across the country. Visit floridatravelpod.com bookshop to see our must-read lists and start shopping local today. Hey, Christina, before we get into our tip of the week, I actually want to introduce our guest. We have a guest? We have a guest and she's in the studio and Yay. I'm so excited. We you like know. when they're in the studio, they're more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beth. She is the owner of Sunshine Books in Claremont, Florida. Welcome, Beth. Good morning. Thank We're you so, so much happy. for having it's me. Like extra people in the studio makes it so much more fun. It does make it so this much more fun. This is a very fun way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> and our producer is going, wait, what about me? He's always here You're always with us. always here. You don't count. Silent behind the scenes. <laughs> he counts very much. Christina, we can't do this without him. <laughs> That's like saying you count or I count. We're all here. We're all in this together, Tanya. Do you count? I'm good enough. I am smart enough. I am enough. And exactly. But anyway, I wanted to talk um I wanted to introduce Beth because my Florida tip of the week is we always talk about bookshop and we talk about going to bookshop.com supporting your local bookstores and um and shopping on bookshop but what if you want to listen to a book you can't go pick up an audiobook at the bookstore so what can you do you can go to libro dot fm bath what do you know about libro.fm i know you guys i know sunshine uses libro yes. right so we are affiliated with libro.fm and they are actually a really great resource to support local independent bookstores as well so part of their proceeds actually support bookstores so when you register for an account you can select your favorite local independent bookstore and make that connection as well so that, they're awesome that is so cool and i i read they have a monthly membership for 14.99 so you get one credit per month so it's a lot like those other you know big box stores that have audiobook memberships but this one is supporting your local bookstore so i think that's really cool you can you can buy books individually on there as well right correct correct okay. so you can still you know quote own them um, one thing i think is funny is people always kind of shy away when they're talking about reading by audio it still counts <laughs> it totally <laughs> still counts your brain is thinking the same exact way as if you were reading the book exactly mm -hmm. and some audiobooks are better because they're read by the author like I will only read biographies that are read by the author I will only listen to biographies <laughs> because they're read by the author they're going to say it the way you're meant to hear it right, right. so yay libro.fm I think it's really cool that they are our Florida tip of the week hey Tanya you know where you can read books and listen to books where outside <gasps> Outside is a great place to read books. And when you're reading and listening to books outside, don't forget your sunscreen. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I'm so excited about this episode because um, books are obviously you and I are both pretty avid readers. Book and we, nerds. Yeah, we're book nerds and we love our, our books. But I'm just so excited because when you go to visit different cities, you know, you can sometimes find uh, gift shops at a place and the bookshop in the gift shop always has books from the area that you're. So I always get all excited because I'm like, I was just recently in a place um, in Florida where I was in the gift shop and I was like, look at all these cool books that you don't know. You know, they're just local authors most of the time. Um, but like, there's so much cool stuff in these areas that you don't realize are there and that they're local to something. Well, and I'm excited because I wanted books that took place in Florida, you know, whether or not they're local authors, most of them I think are, uh, but my, but even, even local stories. Oh, exactly. Local stories. I feel like when I read something that really you know, has the feel of a place. I want to go to that place. I mean, I did that when I got married. I wanted to go to New Orleans because I had been reading a bunch of Anne Rice novels. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, my honeymoon had one day in New Orleans because of that. So I think you get such a feel for a place when you read a book or listen to a book. So we wanted to pick out some books that take place in Florida. And Beth gave us an amazing list. This is a great list. Yeah, so... Beth, you want to get started on telling us what you picked and Absolutely. why you picked it? Well, and I wanted to share just yesterday along the lines of what you were just mentioning, there were three ladies who came into the bookstore. They were camping at Lake Louisa State Park. Oh my gosh. And they came to the bookstore and they said whenever they travel, that's exactly what they do. They go, they to, the, yeah. go to the local bookstore. So they were camping here locally and then came by their local bookstore. So that's I think that's do. a perfect example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's so and great. We talked about Lake Louisa State park on episode 70 just a couple of episodes ago so it's that's great yep absolutely way to so. call back to our state parks mm-hmm. episodes too. <laughs> yeah. see we do listen so that's awesome um, I love talking about books and especially Florida um, I am a native Floridian um, fifth generation native Floridian wow. um, so I always like to kind of share that because I think it's just you know oftentimes people don't think that there really are native Floridians but there <laughs> no really kidding. are there really are <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really fun to you know be able to share those stories. And I know that we've got a good list here. Some are local. Um, and then we do have a lot of local um, authors and things, too. So I think it's so cool to pick up some of their books and, you know, shop local, but also support local authors. And uh, they have a lot of really great stories to share as well. So. Yeah. And it feels like the, the local bookstores are just like you find them so infrequently nowadays because mm-hmm. so it's great to go to the local places. Well, well, and Sunshine Books was recently on a like top 10 independent bookstores in Florida as yes, well. Yes, Flamingo so. Magazine did a feature and uh, we were very honored to be included in that list. And um, they did some great research. And I had been to a couple of the other bookstores before that they had mentioned that kind of, you know, helped inspire and motivate us. And um, so it's good to, you know, support each other. It's definitely a smaller and smaller yeah, <laughs> it is. thing it's- that you see out there, I think. But um but they have a lot of charm and, you know, a lot of really cool offerings, you know, for yeah. all different people. I always say there's always something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So the first book that I had listed was A Land Remembered. Have y'all read it? I, no, no, I, I have haven't not. gotten that one. And okay. this one, I looked at it and it looks very old. It does look old. <laughs> it has a very um, old, you know, kind of photo on the cover and things. Um, but uh, it's not, you know, I guess relatively <laughs> right. older. But um, it is definitely a favorite. We sell out of this book all the time. Really? Um, oh, that's great. My kids have read it. My parents have read it. You know, like I said, appeals to, you know, all different audiences and things, but it basically is a great story just about Florida, but it is a fictional story, but it hits on a lot of topics as far as um, kind of the, the following, you know, the, the, the evolution of, of the state, basically. So it starts kind of even before Florida is a state and there are farms and cattle and citrus and Indians and hurricanes and it covers multi-generations of this one family as they kind of, you know, build their family and um, their their time here. Gosh, it says three generations. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really remarkable. It's a great way to kind of learn about, you know, talk about your your history and kind of your roots and, you know, your community and things. It's a great way to, to kind of learn all of that, but in a fictional, interesting story. It's funny. I was looking at the picture on the front and I was like, that just screams old Florida. Yes. And that was before I even read the description of the book. I was like, wow, that's really old Florida right there. Yes. And sure enough, it is. It's, it starts in 1858. Yep. That's great. So it's amazing. Um, I it, it is kind of near and dear to my heart. They do um, have some um, some chapters about Florida crackers and things, and that was truly what my family where had you done. started. So yeah. <laughs> that my my great granddaddy was a true original Florida cracker, and so it, we always kind of joke that this is kind of our family story. Right. Well. <laughs> well, and, and for someone who isn't familiar with the term cracker, what is a cracker? So it comes from the sound that the whips would make when they were out doing the cattle drives. So that's that's the origin uh, of the the term. A cracker, um, whip cracker. Yep. They're, so, yeah, they're yep. cowboys, yes. essentially. Florida cowboys. For whatever reason, <laughs> they were called crackers yep. in Florida. Exactly. Neat. So that one's definitely the, the top one that I recommend all the time to readers. Well, and then this next one you mentioned to me as one of your, also one of your favorites. I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be one of those episodes where we constantly it's, go, this, oh, is this is one my, my favorite. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of favorites. So, But you um, told me about Strawberry Girl by Lois Lenski. Yeah, tell me about tell so me your strawberry story about girl. Strawberry I don't know girl. if y'all have been to like the strawberry festival in yes. Plant City and things. That is really what this story is about. The, it's about a young girl in Florida and kind of her family. It's you know they're they're relatively poor and you know very hardworking and um, it was very sweet. My daughter and I had read it when she was little, so hence you know again some of that sentimental value of it as well. But uh, we used to call her our little strawberry girl because she loves strawberries, Aww. and um, so it was also. So, you know, a really fun one, but just, you know, getting back to, again, kind of those Florida roots and, you know, people think about a lot about the tourism and travel and things, but there's a lot of other things that, um, you know, that Florida is known for as well. Well, and that's our whole point on, on this podcast, right, is to bring these kind of things to light that things are not, you know, this is not a state built by Disney. (laughs) This was originally published in 1945. 
This is funny because um, it be, saying that, that it was published in 45, this line here, don't count your biddies for they're hatched. Oh. Gal, youngin. <laughs> I was like, that's so Florida, like old Florida cracker. Like, that's great. I love it. Yes. And it's funny, you just reading that line, you know, people always say things about, you know, Florida's not Southern. Well, oh, yeah. that, that I think <laughs> that is proves. a very example. A very if you good get, example. If you dive into the deepness of, of Florida's history, you'll find that's exactly what we are, mm-hmm. Southern down here yep absolutely so that one's a good one too. and these mm. books are such a great way to get history out of even if it's a fictional story it's still got the history that mm-hmm. actually does exist from florida and it's a great way to introduce your kids to some of this as well just because they are you know they're they're they live here a lot of our kids have been born here so when you talk about your fifth generation i mean my kids are you know I wasn't born here. Christina wasn't born here, but our kids were. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of us don't know enough about the history of Florida that we can introduce some of these things like a book from 1945, all about strawberry picking, which is something (laughs) we still enjoy today. I'd like to point out too, um, fourth graders do Florida history. And if you want to incorporate literature into fourth graders education, these books will be great for that. Like this particularly Mm -hmm. seems perfect to read out loud, at least to a fourth grader. Absolutely. And I think it's young enough. They could read, they could read it independently as well for a book like that. Mm -hmm. So, mm. Um, yep. Mm. I think another one a lot of people know because of the movie, mm-hmm. but because of Win Dixie is yes. such a sweet story by Kate. Yes. I read that. Oh. Yeah. Now she's local, right? She is. She actually yeah. went to high school in Claremont, and we have many of her friends that have come by the bookstore oh, and noted oh, that, uh. mentioned that. So hopefully, I'll get to meet her in person someday. But um, yes, you know, one of the one of the hometown heroes for That's sure. A hometown hero and, for sure. Yeah, she's um, she's got some big ones. Yes. She's got a couple of very well-known books. I've read this one. Did you read this one? I have not. And I meant to watch the movie even before because I knew I wasn't going to have enough time to read all of the books. (laughs) It's a great movie as well. They did a very good job with the movie, in my opinion. And um, so she she definitely did a great job. It's just a really touching, you know, kind of endearing story. And... um, just a really, really sweet story, but another one that the kids, kids could read. can do. So, yeah. yep, they could definitely read that independently. So, mm. well, and if you're not familiar with the story, it's about a ten year old who comes home with a dog behind our local supermarkets, which are you know Win Dixie's. Mm. So everyone knows what Win Dixie is down here. And she names the dog Win Dixie, which I think is actually a really cute name. For right? it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cute story. Very touching. Yes, yes. So then we have Their Eyes Were Watching God. Have y'all read this one? A long time ago. Yes. Yes, I read it a while ago as well. Um, Zora Neale Hurston, also um, you know, relatively local Central Florida um, author. There is a big festival that celebrates her, um, an annual festival as <gasps> well. So, so, mm-hmm. We missed that one. We have. It's in Eatonville. I know. I know. I've seen it. I haven't seen it recently, and so I, I'd have to look and see what the dates. It are definitely for didn't it. pop up when we were researching festivals. But yeah, Zora Neale Hurston was you know in the Florida area, and now Eatonville has a lot of history of um, of her and her life. And yeah, their eyes were watching God. Uh, one of the you know it's listed here as one of PBS's Great American Top 100 picks. So this is wow. one of those that is important to read. It's you know a look at the the 20th century Southern love story. It's you 
Do you, what else do you remember about it? I remember it being very emotional. Yes, <laughs> so yes. It, it is a harder read, I would say, than than the previous ones that we've discussed. <laughs> right. So not um, sweet childhood stories. Yeah, but. It, it's it, it's got some tough topics and things, but like you said, important to read. Um, it it is. It, I mean, she is a very well respected. You know, very honored and decorated author. So um, definitely a top one. Right. And this even says it was out of print for almost 30 years due largely to the audience's rejection of a strong black female protagonist. So again, tells you how important this book is to read because Mm -hmm. if people didn't print it for a while, then it must have had an impact. There's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So so definitely a good one. I want to say that that one might be required reading in some high schools now as well. I feel like I've seen this pop up quite a bit. Um, and then there's, I found, you didn't list this, but I yeah, found I just saw your note there. that mm-hmm. when I was looking these books up and I was doing some research, there is a younger reader's version where Zora's best friend Carrie narrates a coming of age story that's set in the Eden-like town of Eatonville, Florida. And it's called Zora and Me, which I think is really cool too. So you can introduce this at a younger age. The the Kind of build up to. Exactly. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. Eyes Are Watching God is definitely a heavier, um, you know, more important book to read for a a more mature audience but Zora and me is more of a look of what their life was like that's great I'll have to look into that and make sure we have that available as well (laughs) (laughs) and and your next one I never realized that the yearling was set in Florida I didn't know that either did you ever read this I don't even know that I read it but I read it a long time ago um, it was a long time ago. And then, of course, there is a, a famous movie mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. A lot of these have the movie versions, but I think that's a testament to you know them being really strong stories too, that you yeah. can then translate into the movie versions. But I think The Yearling is pretty well known. Um, there is a trail that you can follow that's The Yearling Trail in Florida oh, and no kind kidding. of follows some of the highlights from the book and things as well. So We'll have yep. to look that up because we are constantly finding new things like trails, like you know, specific hiking trails, kayaking trails, black history trails, road Native trails. American, his- yep. you know, mm-hmm. Native American heritage trails. There's a yearling trail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so cool. take a look. Um, Different trails in Florida. Yes. Yes. And that one, again, is, a, is an older book, but um, still just a really great kind of coming of age type of story. And um, so, you know, it's a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it funny. is a little sad. Some of these books are books that uh, in school, they will have you read. And most students would not have chosen to read some of these books without being told, you have to read this and do a report True. on it or write an essay on right. it or whatever. And they, you know, like some of the best books I read as a child were because my teacher told me to. Right. You know, mm. that I was like, oh, or or as a teacher, I made my kids read, you know, and I, I think we miss out on some of that because you're scared of the, like, it's the too wordy. Yeah, it's or, too wordy. It's too much. Are they mature enough are they for mature this topic? Enough for the, or, yeah. Or yeah. how mm. old is this book? Book, is it still relevant? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. mean, I think I think these obviously are. I mean, this is a right. Pulitzer Prize winning story. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about young Jody who adopts a fawn. I mean, which is also, you know, something you wouldn't expect in a book. 
But yeah, it is a sweet story. But I didn't yeah. realize, I mean, I've known about it for years. I may have read it as a kid. That's quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. But that it takes place in the Florida backwoods. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm pretty sure I read this because a teacher told me I had to. Exactly. <laughs> well, this it is, is it this, is kind of just north of us in Clarence, you know, kind of north in Lake County. Right. So where some of this takes place. So. This takes place. And I didn't even know it was that much closer <laughs> to home, too. My goodness. Okay. So this is a reread for me, for sure. But Christina, to your point, I think this is what, for me now, my modern book clubs are. They're forcing me to read books that I wouldn't necessarily read on my own. I wouldn't necessarily pick these books up. But in my book club, all the books that I've read, I would never have picked on my own, ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Not one of them. I would have read a few of them, for sure, in my book club, but I wouldn't... There are definitely some that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have picked that. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, and I, so our local bookstore has a book club. So if you're looking for a book club, maybe read, you know, maybe check out your local bookstore Mm -hmm. or check out your library. I know sometimes the libraries have book clubs. I think that's definitely something that pushes you out of your comfort zone. And, and especially if you're not a reader. Yes. Because it gives you, it's like an, it's like an accountability. (laughs) Yeah. It gives you accountability too, then because you, you're reading the book. Some of the times with our book club, I'm reading the book and I don't, I don't encourage myself to keep going, but I have to, because I have to finish at a certain time. And then we go talk about it and you give, you know, thoughts and opinions. It's sort of just a way to keep yourself accountable to reading. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really fun and good exposure, different points of view. Right. We need to add all of these to our book club. Agreed. I'm already in my head. I've already done that. So, um, Camino Woods is nice. You know, you've got this nice, oh my gosh, my, uh, our producer you, That's why you it. ran out. <laughs> I saw him go running out the door. I was wondering why. Oh my gosh. This is that's a great. John Grisham Girl, novel. I love John Grisham books. Yeah, everyone does. So this, again, you can get some easy reads mm. too. I mean, his stuff is always easy, but always page turning, right? This one was a favorite for me because he's a bookstore owner in Florida. (laughs) So we had we had a strong connection on this one. I've been reading John Grisham, though, since day one, um, since the the practice came out. You know, it just I mean, it's just he's been a longtime favorite. He's definitely a top seller. But um, Camino Wins was um, very interesting, you know, being set here. And, you know, there there's a murder and there's, you know, the whole mystery of it as as is true to him but um that one's definitely a more modern one (laughs) some of the others were a little older Older. that one's a more current one floridians (laughs) will appreciate that it takes place during a hurricane i was just gonna say there's a hurricane it is a florida book (laughs) yes so there's a hurricane and And a murder hurricane and a murder what what more florida can you get but a little bit more lighthearted like he's not lighthearted but lighter read than than what you had meant yeah some of the others um you put Carl Hyacin mm-hmm. on our list and you put Hoot specifically. Carl Hyacin. Who doesn't love an owl? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been, people have recommended his books to me when my kids were kids. <laughs> my children, my, yeah, when, when they were younger. When your old children were younger. <laughs> um, I know he's a very popular author for young readers and they all, almost, and all of his books take place in Florida mm-hmm. too, right? Yep. So this and one. And has a good movie too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. But yeah. that one's, you know, a younger audience as well, but it's still one of those, you know, like the parent, I don't know if you, about y'all, but there, you know, a lot of times I was reading books that my kids were reading, you know, so yes, we could discuss and yes. share, you know, some of these are still interesting, you know, to the grown 
grownups right. as well. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm really bad about remembering the authors' names in yes. in books, and I mean, I was like Carl Hyacin. Oh, Hoot! I knew Hoot. <laughs> you know, like, I, I know the names of the books, and then I don't. I, I we don't always remember our great always, authors, know, right? They don't terrible. get all the credit. It's like the titles. And so again, mm. go ask your local librarian or bookstore owner, and they know it. Yes, because <laughs> yes. they're the ones out there ordering these books too and shelving them by author. Right. Okay, so Florida by Lauren Groff. Tell me, um, I mean, I love I have not read this one, I have to be honest. Um, she is very popular, though. Again, a more current, this you know. This one is popped up on a lot of lists when I was doing author. research. She's very popular. She has several other great books, but I was excited to see that she had one about Florida as well. So well, mm, I like, short stories, too. So it's a little bit different format and oh, nice. uh, different Which, style. Yep. Mm. I like that this cover, this book is this black cover with this, you know, what looks like a, a Florida night- panther. You know, but like a night vision <laughs> capture of a Florida <laughs> panther, right? That's yeah. just strolling across the cover. And it yeah, so definitely grabs your attention. <laughs> so these are all short stories mm-hmm. then. Oh, that's fantastic. So when um, you need to kind of shake things up and not read, you know, just fiction or, you know, that sort of thing, it's nice to, you know, get some different styles oh, and, and formats. And it says, mm-hmm. a thrilling new book um, brings the reader into a physical world that is once domestic and wild, a place where the hazards of the natural world lie waiting to pounce. That's like you think about Florida in the dark. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and all the creatures all that the are creatures. out there. <laughs> I, I was going to say, too, it spans characters, towns, decades, even centuries in Florida. Mm. So you're getting a little of everything in this book what a great collection to just dive into what florida is all about go explore read the book florida Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you want to know about florida read florida okay i have this actually on one of my book club lists is the last train to key west i've seen this pop up a lot this is a reese with or yeah reese witherspoon book club selection have have you read this one i have not read this one either so definitely on the list Ooh, um, i've been to key west read. several times so i'm very interested how she kind of incorporates all of this yeah so. <laughs> well and i like this because we're talking train to key west oh we imagine talk- that we're bringing henry flagler back in <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> he's in like every episode <laughs> Man, we should, you know, he should be paying us can we, royalties. Can we get some sponsorship from Henry Flagler, please? <laughs> There's a little bit of trains in um, a land remembered as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is all about 1935. Three women are forever changed when one of the most powerful hurricanes, hurricanes again, barrels through the Florida Keys. So I I like this too, that there's some good history here, but it's a nice, fun beach read, it Mm -hmm. says too. So Mm. don't forget your sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Okay. So Colson Whitehead is well known right now for some of his books. He read, or he read, well, I'm sure he read it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He wrote The Underground Railroad, which I read, which was phenomenal. Um, This one is called The Nickel Boys. What do you know about this one? I don't know too much about it. So I want to learn more. And like you said, Colson Whitehead definitely, you know, caught my attention. And, you know, I know he He's very famous for other things. So the Nickel Boys, I I thought it would be a great option to check out. This one is, the premise of this is really neat. So it's um, Elwood Curtis is a black boy growing up in 1960s Tallahassee. So, you know, again, important reads to to learn about our whole history here in Florida. But he's Mm -hmm. unfairly sentenced to a juvenile reformatory called the Nickel Academy. So he finds himself trapped in a grotesque chamber of horrors. 
You know, this is one of those where you read and you go, all right, what part of that is true? That's, I was just going to say the same exact thing. So (laughs) there has to be some truth to that, unfortunately. Um, So I think that's what the story's kind of, you know, built around. So I lived in Tallahassee. I'm a graduate of Florida State University, so go Seminoles. Um, But I (laughs) wanted to hear, you know, I I was thinking, okay, there's, there's a few other things apparently going on in Tallahassee, you know, that we need to be aware of as well. So... That mm-hmm. is fantastic. Now, I love that you put this next one on our list. First of all, <laughs> I love it when people separate words by so periods. Do I. <laughs> so and you have to say it just I. like who wants to say it? Best <laughs> day ever. Oh, best date, though. Best date, state Good job, ever. Christina. <laughs> well, that's where it all started was best day ever. Yes. yes. So now is best, best state. state. I think we need to have shirts made yeah. and you know have those available as well. Best state ever. Because okay. it definitely is the best state ever. I've mm. read Dave Barry before. I haven't read this one, but yes, his accounts of how people live and how people travel. I've read some of his travel stuff before. I can't wait to pick this up. It is a nonfiction book Mm -hmm. also. So best date ever is comedy. Yes. So humor, you know, so I tried to give a good variety, you know, and kind of, um, you know, do some, some nonfiction. The next one's nonfiction as well, but, uh, but you know, we can all use a good laugh, right? Yeah. So his commentary on society, you know, I mean, he just, he pulls out just the most interesting thing. You know, it's one of those where you're like, oh my gosh, that's so true. I I like this as, you know, um, Oh, it brings up wiki-wachi with the mermaid. (laughs) See what he founded researching Florida. (laughs) It it brings to light things that we talk about all the time where people have this image of a subtropical festival of stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And as a loyal Floridian, same here, Dave, same. He begs to differ. I mean, we want people to know that, yeah, it's not all about Disney Florida man and the beaches. There's so much more to it. That. So again, explore, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, this next one is called this. Is this one nonfiction as well? Correct. The Orchid, mm-hmm. Thief. The Orchid Thief is nonfiction. Susan Ooh, Orlean so. has a few. She again is a, a current writer and author. And um, so I'm curious about this one too. This so. sounds like a good book club. <laughs> I have to say some of the covers of these books over the years, like I, I, I get attracted to a book oh. by its cover. I mean, you that, can't don't judge re- a book. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. My point, like the cover of this book, I don't know if it's the colors or just that the leaves of the orchid, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I want to read it just because of the cover. Right. right. Amazing authors that work for some of these publishers or oh. uh, artists. artists yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. So I, um, the orchid thief is uh, all about, I mean, an orchid thief, I would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, cloning an endangered flower, the rare ghost orchid. I mean, but again, something I would never pick up. If I didn't know, and you who know, the fun to write a book like that? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm curious. What amazed. inspires people? What makes you write a book like How that? How do you figure these things out? So yeah, I looked. I and I added a couple more to your list. I know we're starting to run a little short on time. Yeah. Um, but I also found of woman in salt, and it's a Good Morning America book club. It's a multi-gen story that spans centuries, taking readers from Cuba to Miami. So this has got a really good uh, Hispanic. 
angle to it as well about people who came from Cuba and why mm -hmm. and how, you know, how the areas of Miami have transformed because of that. So, so this is actually the book that I am reading right now. <gasps> you as are. We speak. Oh, my gosh. So, and, you and you put it on there. And, and she put, put it, it on, on there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited to see that you had included it. And, you know, when you mentioned a Hispanic author, you know, I mean, that's one thing that we've definitely tried to incorporate there at Sunshine Book Co. is just, you know, kind of having that that diversity, you know, of what we're curating. You know, there's thousands of books, literally. It's right. so hard to make selections and predict what people will want to pick up and read. So we try to make, you know, a really good offering of a variety of different, you know, styles of books, different genres, different authors and things. And so I'm glad that you at least, you know, mentioned that maybe, as well. So Maybe it was a subconscious. <laughs> I saw it on your Goodreads list and picked it up from there. So we always end with our rapid fire of what are the top three things we want to do in an area. Christina, what are the top three books you want to read? Oh, uh, Last Train to Key West looked like one I wanted to, to read. Um, the, uh, the, oh, Their Eyes wa Were Watching God and um, possibly Nickel Boys. Yeah, I think that's a good one too. Nickel Boys is on my list. Um, I think uh, a reread of the yearly, yearly or their yeah. eyes are watching God are also on my list. And then, um, yeah, let's, let's do a book club of last train to Key West. It's a deal. It's a deal. The John Grisham one. I, I, can I add a fourth one? Right. <laughs> Beth, you're already reading of Women in Salt. What are mm -hmm. some other ones that you would add to? So your... I think I've got to do The Last Train to Key West as well. That looks like kind of my style. And then I do want to check out Florida just because I've been wanting to read some Lauren Groff. So hmm, I, I think, think that would be good, on my list too. I so. think that's a good list. Yep. All right, it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And I am just going to say your favorite product, our featured product, just go to your local bookstore. Yes, and here, <laughs> and here in Claremont, it's, you know, it's Sunshine Books, Sunshine which is our local <laughs> and favorite bookstore. And Beth, I just really want to thank you for coming on. I mean, she's been such a uh, ardent supporter of the podcast. She tells me all the time. I know we're running short on time, but Beth had a story. She listened to one of my episodes and she's like, oh my God, I got to talk to you about it. And it was the uh, episode with the Florida film locations. Tell me real quick what we were, okay. what your story was. So, so, and I, I was excited to share with Christina too. So, uh, so you were mentioning Doc Hollywood and um, the house where that was filmed is actually my cousin's home. What? <laughs> oh so God. she lives in Micanopy and she still lives there. And so we had a fun story. I couldn't wait to see Ooh, Tanya. And I was like, I texted her. I was like, I have a fun story to share with you. I can't wait to see you, but I'll tell you what I see you. See, this is a loyal, so, a loyal listener. Yes, it is. Is. <laughs> so is that like yeah. when you're a loyal listener, you might actually end up on the podcast? There you go. <laughs> listeners, what do you got for us? <laughs> All right. Stay tuned to the end to find out where we're going next week. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We have been posting stories and reels and all kinds of stuff about recent travels and that is also a great place to let us know if we missed something or if you want to just comment or something we've talked about you want to add a little to that's also helpful so you can also get us on email at hello at floridatravelpod.com you can support the florida travel pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player it really does help others discover our content and if you enjoy our content consider supporting us on patreon when you go to patreon.com slash florida travel pod you can subscribe at various levels to get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. 
If you support us, it really does allow us to dedicate more time to reading all about the best places and the best content <laughs> from the Sunshine State. <laughs> Next week, Christina, where are we going? We are going to Palm Springs, baby. <laughs> That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone.